Welcome to the Change One, Change All podcast. Get more out of life, love and work while finding balance through nature. Here's your hosts, Chris Walker and Troy Jones. G'day everyone, welcome back to Change One, Change All. My name's Troy Jones, I'm your host for today. I'm here with my mate, Chris Walker. How are you today, pal? Oh, I'm terrible. Terrible? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm depressed. I've got chronic fatigue. Um, I feel forlorn. There's, you know, I live here in freaking Bondi, near the beach. You know, it's the bloody sun. I get sunburn from the sun. Uh, You're always wind- like this. It's windy, you know, it's windy, it's a bit cold. I've got grapefruits on the, t- uh, you know. Oh, my God, Troy. I've got a grapefruit story for you. I went to Japan at first year, or maybe it was year 12, end of year 12, I went to Japan and I did Japanese at school and I didn't have a particularly great grasp on Japanese. You know, you do when it's year 12, but when you go to Japan, you find out pretty quickly that it's not as all encompassing as what you thought you knew. And for some, I was doing a homestay and um, I'm not sure why this happened, (laughs) but they said to me, hello, Troy, how are you? I said, I'm great. And I love grapefruit. That was what I said to him. And the, the funny thing is I don't particularly like grapefruit at all, but that's what I happened to say to them. Why? And so every day for the three months I was there, this family <laughs> provided me with the grapefruit. <laughs> and I didn't mean to say it, and I don't particularly like grapefruit. And this family nearly fucking bankrupted themselves <laughs> over the grapefruit in Japan, which that's, isn't particularly, you know, abundant. It's just for some reason I said it. That's like the the the, uh, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the idea that Chinese people who and or Japanese people I think it might have been who end up living in a in the drawers of his cabinet in his in his apartment <laughs> like oranges like oranges and they're all they're, in the subtext of the whole show they're going why does he keep giving us oranges I've got no idea <laughs> yeah I just that's what I, imagine that some kid from Australia walks in and says g'day everybody I love grapefruit and I'm like, right, well fuck one thing we're definitely going to do is get him grapefruit every day it's well, the least you, we can do lucky you got that Jap- uh, correct in Japanese because if you had have said something you'd, you know really bad well the other thing that I worked out when I was in Japan is my name and they may have been mucking with me I've never actually officially checked but maybe someone can let me know is that my name sort of Japaneseified. Uh, is Toroi, which is uh, gorilla. So when they introduced me to the schools, and we've got a great um, you know, new Australian exchange student coming with us for a couple of months, he's a gorilla. Everyone burst into tears oh, laughing. And I know, jeez. And he loves grapefruit. Oh, that is so funny. You know, that, uh, my barista is uh, Indonesian, and I, I at one point could speak it. And so I, uh, we have just every morning a little bit of banter around it. And I said, to, I told him a story. This is back in the 80s when I first started going to Indonesia. I'd be in an elevator or be somewhere and because I'd be the only white guy within a million miles. And I'd hear in the conversation or in, in, the, in, the, in the Japanese, I'd hear a little, little orang puti, which means white monkey. Oh, so I wasn't being held in the highest of esteem, and given the Dutch had been there and done their thing and been kicked out, I guess I was. It was a remnant of a history. <laughs> hey, mate, now I've got a good question for you today off the Facebook. Mm-hmm. You, you got your thinking hat on. Mm-hmm. 
um, your historical awareness and balance hat on, what we've got today is someone who's about to move house. Um, they are happy to move house, all being told, but they are dreading the move, which made me think it's an interesting idea. Like, what do you do in the situation where you moving to a new place, either literally or metaphorically, but there's some work to do in front of you that you dread, mm. and but you have to do it. Is there any tips or advice or way that people that you reckon can think about sort of just getting on with it or is there a better way to go about it than just getting on with it and digging in and gritting your teeth and getting it done? Well, I, I, firstly, let me say it's a brilliant question mm. because at least the person who's asking it is aware that if they make a move and they're in this headspace of not looking forward to it, they're going to really... Uh, uh, burn twice as much petrol as they need to. Mm. Uh, and, and secondly, I think it, it, it's a good question because let's uh, use it as a metaphor. Uh, if every single person in a corporate life, every single person in corporate life gets 50% of the work they do in a day is going to be stuff they don't like. Mm. Link it or sink it means if you're filling out an expense report and you're sitting there going, oh God, this is just a pain in the ass and you're going, I don't, I don't really want to do this, the reason you don't want to do it is you haven't linked it to something you do want to do. So if you say, I make a million dollars a year by filling out expense reports, and then you chunk it down, you go, every five minutes I spend filling out this expense report makes me 500 bucks. Mm. And suddenly I think this the is expense a good way. report, you know, that's link it or sink it. You, you find... It's like me putting out the clothes on the clothesline out in the backyard, in a, in, in, you know, given lot is away and I do all the washing and all this stuff and I, I'm out there hanging up clothes and I'm going, what the name of goodness has happened to me? I'm supposed to be an executive helping people all over the world, change one, change all, do all the stuff. And here I am hanging clothes on the clothesline. I, I feel stupid. And then mm. I go, hang on. I'd also do a, a morning exercise routine, Tai Chi or something like that, walk a Chi. So I go out there and I actually take my shoes off. I stand on the grass. I bend over properly. I pick up stuff out of the laundry basket. I raise it above my head. I hang it on the line and I let the sun touch my skin or the wind or the rain. And so I sort of redesign the process and I, and I therefore link it to something I do want to do, even though it's something I don't. So, so this is the one way house, to go. In, in, the, in the moving house metaphor... Again, um, uh, uh, starting on, on base one, because we're only dealing with first part of this, and that is the yeah. physical uh, transaction of moving. I would hire someone you, you, you like, uh, someone you like having a cup of tea with. I'd buy the person a cup of coffee. I would get to know the person. I would make sure that you would, that, that person uh, knew what stuff was going where, clearly marked boxes. They knew what stuff was arriving where, and hand over the contract and say, they're the keys to the other house, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Something like mm. that. Mm. Then, I would, then I would link it or sink it, which is basically saying, going on big picture thinking. So uh, my air flight to, to Canada goes back to the example. I would say this, um, okay, I've got this long flight, 30, uh, 32 hours to arrive in hell. I've got to go through hell on earth in um, uh, LA at the stupid immigration goddamn Nazi da disastrous 
control center, which is was always uh, the, uh, a nightmare. And I started going through San Francisco because at least they did the same thing with politeness. And so, uh, seriously, this is back in the old days, even before 9-11. And so, um, uh, so it was a nightmare, even if in business class. So I'd say, what, what's, what do I really want here? What do, do I really want to go to Canada? No. Do I really want to fly in this airplane? No. What do I really want? What I really want is to go and meet some um, uh, First Nation people, because I love working with First Nation people in Canada. So I'd actually start thinking about the flight, not as a flight, but as a mechanism getting me to what I want. So I think step two has to be uh, the move is just a mechanism of getting me to what I want. Now, what do I want? I want to, for example, this person might want a, a really nice house with a 12-month lease nearby some shops where they can ride a bike, and I would start decorating the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and, in, and, and what we call elating it. Elation le leads to depression, but I would take the, take the part of the brain that wants to get infatuated. You know, the, the body-mind wants to be infatuated. It's why we become fertile. It's why we fall in love. It's why we choose new jobs. So we use that part of the brain, and we go, I'm going to infatuate where I'm going. So yeah. I'm going to have dinner parties in this new place. I'm going to have new neighbours. I'm going to have. I'll be near a park. I can go bike riding. I can go here. I can go down the beach. I'm not limited by COVID. I'm near the train. I'm near this. I'm this. And I'd start in, infatuating really uh, forcefully. And I, I don't mean passively. I mean aggressively infatuating the new space because yeah. I think reluctance. One of the things about moving is the reluctance to engage in the new place because it might not be as good as the old one. So yep. we, we, we hang on to where we are or where we were. We hang on to Sydney and Sydney and my nice house or my nice office in Macquarie Street. We sit And it's comfortable, isn't it? We know it. Yeah, We're in the place. Yeah, yeah. Our stuff's here. It looks good. The... It's safe. It's understandably mm. uh, we hang on to it. It's safe. And then mm. you go, I'm going to go on an aeroplane. I'm going to move to somewhere where I'm staying in a hotel. I don't know if it's going to be good. I, I'm going to pre present a presentation. I, it's unsafe. And you've got to flip that and go, you know what? It's unsafe to be where I am, and it's safe where I'm going. And safe yeah. in the language of emotion, emotional safety means infatuated. Right. So infatuated which means and infatuated in the walker language means more positives than negatives by far okay. right it's like when you meet your you know your girlfriend your boyfriend for the first time if someone said what's the negative you go what <laughs> none this is the perfect none. person yeah and then you go what's the positive negative <laughs> and then about six months later they say what's the positive and you go what <laughs> What's the negative? <laughs> and about 12, seven years down the track, you go, okay, now I can tell you both. Yeah, true, <laughs> it's get true. Get over it, you know, which is, which is called love. So, so I think I would infatuate the outcome, really infatuate it, and, and start loading, loading my brain and my body with an appetite to be safe where I'm going and unsafe where I am. 
So yeah, see, this is great advice. I think that's really, really solid advice. And it's something where you can, again, it's probably a match as the change one, change all philosophy a lot in terms of it being, that's something you can control too, that narrative, that story, that, that story in terms of um, what am I telling my brain? What, what are we, yeah. we're in this, we're not passive, you know, go, oh God, we've got to go through this and we've been evicted or whatever the case may be, not necessarily this has been an eviction thing, but you know, oh, this is sad and a struggle and I'm in the mud. It's like, right, hang on, let's change the story into where we're going is fantastic. It's on the other side of the rainbow. We've just got to get there. And that way it helps you skip and dance the whole way through. This is, Troy, this is, you know, you're, you're buying into a walk of my nuclear uh, radioactive centre here. Ooh. When they talk, when corporate people and when, when I hear speakers and I see the Rogan and all these fucking idiots around the world talking about <laughs> self-help, they target the brain. They target your, your, what you eat. They target what they're good at. But... Human development requires a change of mind, a change of body, a change of appearance. Remember the third one, I'll come back to it in a minute. Change of priorities, a change of vision, you know, what's, what's the future look like, and a change in self-talk. Now, the last one, the self-talk, is where you start saying, you, 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 it's not relying on your, 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 your subconscious or your autonomic nervous system to talk to yourself. You have to, you have to force a new rhetoric, a new story, a new byline, a new language in your own head. Oh, I'm really sad about that. Okay. Why? Because everybody else is sad about that. Why? Because that's just, it's, if, if you lose something and you're moving on from something, I should be sad about that. Okay. You're moving, that person, moving house. I am so fucking happy to be moving yeah. house i am and you 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 that that has to be shoveled forced uh impregnated <laughs> stuck on posters stuck on window pictures stuck on the front door i am so fucking because if you tell a person that they're stupid and you say it for six weeks and you leave them alone in the back of their head they're saying I'm stupid, and just like uh, just like one of those annoying things when you're walking down the street and you hear someone singing a song walking the other way, and they're going, "Everybody loves somebody sometimes," and you go, "What a stupid song!" and you keep walking. You go, da, 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 da. you start singing the song, and so we we are our own conductor of our own orchestra, and that orchestra is in our brain, and so. If we don't want to do something, is because we have resentment and we've got an, a negative self-talk. And the only solution for it is a positive self-talk, even though the thing is negative. Like going to the dentist mm. is even worse than a removalist. I'm going to the dentist. I've got a cracked tooth. No way. I hate needles. I, I bloody... It, shit. I have to sit there and go, uh, what's the song I want to sing myself when I'm actually approaching the dentist? Not while I'm there so that I don't go there with reluctance and fear and it upsets my day. Taking control of that process, not just being subject yes. to it. Yeah. And forcing it. It's not a, it's not a, a, I know we live in Bondi and I know we live in organic veggies 
And I know we don't like <laughs> whale uh, and dolphin killing. And I know we don't like the nets. And I know we don't like uh, to change the stadium and the pavilion. And I know we don't like uh, electric bikes. And I know we don't like uh, cars that make a noise. I know we're in Bondi. But organic thinking leads to disaster because it takes the lowest piece of fruit, the thing that we automatically think, and, sh and echoes it out. And it takes whatever available tune, whatever somebody else is singing, whatever some packet of cornflakes says on the front label or some organic fruit says, and it goes bang, it's in. And it goes bang, it's in. And then it becomes like repeat, 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 repeat. And it's the fact of life. It's been proven time and time again. If you wear a white shirt and a tie, a guy wears a white shirt and a nice tie, people think you're wealthy. Somebody told me, Troy, it's really funny. In China right now, there's this big uh, political campaign by the government against fame because there's this thing happened that what they've got, uh, and you'll be so interested in this from a, a business point of view, they've started... A company has started making people famous by carrying a camera around in their own life. <laughs> so it's like influencers gone nuts. But these yeah. ordinary people who are given a, not a script, but given a thing, you have to say, you have to talk to the camera about this today and you have to take the camera to work today and you have to take this. And I don't know where they mount the camera. Maybe it's on their forehead or on their chest because these cameras are, are now pinhead small. And the, the, people watch them. It's live. So uh, the New Yorker did an article on it and the, the government of China is, is against it. So they're actually trying to outlaw it and make it illegal and all sorts of stuff. But this one woman was saying this. She, go, she was being interviewed and she goes, well, I look dumb. The, the, the branding people said, the look on my face and the way, I, the way my face is shaped doesn't look intelligent. So what they made me do is... They gave, gave me all these cardboard boxes, which are synthetic books. There's nothing in them, no pages, but they have a cover. And I had to put that behind me on all of my face uh, camera, to, camera work because it made me look clever. So when they surveyed people and said, is this person intelligent or not intelligent? The answer was very. Wow. <laughs> so they changed audience perception without changing the person well, it's, it's kind it's of like just... going it's going with the flow of things like people think that yep. if you've got glasses on you're smart if people think your books around you you're smart if people think you're dressed well you must be successful you're driving a fancy car you must have a lot of money one that, of the best that just books, makes sense one of the best books ever written is uh, malcolm gladwell with blink he's a Ah, uh, look, this is a book to die for. This is, this is, uh, uh, so he's African-American himself. And so he studies thousands and thousands of students. All he does is just flash a picture. So he, he takes the test. So African-American person. And, he, and the question, next question is rich or poor? It, flat, it comes on the screen. You've got you to touch the button, rich or poor? So... He was racist against his African Americans, even though he was one, and he, and he labelled them as poor, uneducated. He 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 threw a dispersion of his own culture that of of which he was uh, he is a highly educated professor at a university. He's, wow! And then it talked about hair colour and eye colour and behaviour, and basically saying in the blink that that ninety percent of your decision about another person is made.
even if it absolutely has no foundation in truth. And take and, uh, that take that process and apply uh, it to yourself. That's create the, point the story. Here. Yeah, create the story, and the story has got to be because you're not looking in the mirror at yourself all day. It's what's going on in that the most expensive piece of property in the entire universe is a square centimeter on top of your head. Mm. The expensive, most expensive piece of real estate on earth is the square centimeter on top of your head. Because in that square centimeter on top of your head is access to your corpus callosum. It's access to your brain. It's access to your self-talk. And if you can talk yourself into being a champion, guess what? You are. The lady who runs um, Macquarie Bank, she's five foot one. She's a demure Sri Lankan, the most unlikely looking individual on the planet to be running, to be one of the eight most powerful people on the planet. And they said, how? And she goes, well, I just saw myself as being a leader in banking. And she worked her way through all of the racism and sexism and uh, sizeism and whatever isms you want to label. She just worked away by talking to herself. By believing. So have we moved, have, so in this moving question, have we moved into a new topic? Have we moved in, not a new topic, sorry, a new idea in, term, in terms of maybe I'm the best fucking mover of houses anybody's ever seen you watch me pack this shit i'm looking forward to this this is fun this is about decluttering firstly i'm gonna get rid of shit because that's the yeah which is true of, yeah that happens uh, yeah. yep so that's a script you go you know what this is an opportunity to get rid of shit i'm looking forward to that because it's spring it's the time to do it spring. yeah beautiful second thing uh new space Oh, what's good about new space? New habits, new lifestyle, new thing, new neighbours, new friends. You, you've mm. got to fight against the talk inside yourself, which is going, uh-oh, new neighbours, new friends, new place, new thing, further away from that. Uh, this is not right. You, 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 the, the appetite to stay safe where you are will cause the self-talk inside you to give a talk about where you're going, which is not appetising. And that's the yeah. rest of the that's the rest of the, the message I got on Facebook. I mean, again, you're always spot on, like uh. always. It's terrifying. But the rest of the message, which you haven't seen, was you know, oh, and you know, it's hard to find and removalists in COVID, and they're all in Western Sydney, and you can't, they can't leave, and there's I can't get my family to help me, and you know, oh, you know, it's real rude of them to do it now, and you know, there's that like all this sort of talk around it that was so like, oh, sucks. You know, you're right. Rather than spinning it to what a fucking great opportunity. Well, there's that. This is, I can't, I can't use removalist outside of my area. Well, what an opportunity is for me to support the locals. Mm -hmm. I can't use family. Well, what an opportunity for me to actually filter the stuff step by step, piece by piece, and be either grateful for it or say it's time to let it go. Mm -hmm. I can't. So I would find. I would be re-scripting every single piece of dialogue in that story. It's like a movie script. I'd be saying, I can't use family because they can't come and help. So therefore, how can I re-narrate that? So it says, because I can't use family, I have to touch every single thing I do pretty much because I'm the only one left to pack unless I can hire packers. And every time I touch something, I'm going to say, stay or go. I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to leave things on the front uh, grass for people and say, let go with gratitude or pack it and take what I love and re 
rebuild my new universe surrounding myself with things that really I love and let go of the shit that just I, I have because of convenience. It's a gold, it's a golden opportunity. The next part, uh, what else did you say? You can't use removalists uh, inside suburb are going to support the local cleaners. Community. Cleaners. Yeah. Okay. And you go, well, that's really interesting. I might have to touch base with some mates or some people who uh, I never met before or, or who use cleaners or, or uh, I, I might have to, uh, gee, step outside my comfort zone and use somebody um, more expensive. So it's all, you know, that, that can provide opportunity because, wow, I want to move into a spotlessly clean place. So I want to use the same people that I would use to move in and do a double clean because, uh, you know, when, in my opinion, when you move into a place, you want to have your own cleaning done before the mm, I've never done that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll always do that. We, well, I spend probably 24 hours with the place empty scrubbing and 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 i hire cleaners to come in and do it what i would call an exit clean i do an entry clean i double mm -hmm. clean and yeah, then right. and you find so much goop above the skirts and then you know places that you won't it's be interesting able to, idea you won't be able to get access to once you move in because it'll be full of your stuff and with an empty but place, also even the vibe i mean to yeah, my daughter, it, yeah the mate. vibe is like it's fresh as yeah. a daisy and you sage the place. You go in with a go to a, a, a hippie shop, and you buy a stick of sage, and you light it or an incense stick, and you just blow out the old people. You open all the windows, and you blow out who was there before, and you bring in. Your and again, fresh... that drives that same idea, right? It drives that same thought of I'm looking forward to getting that. Oh, it's going to be so good, you know. Like it's... yeah, this is it's going to. And, and and one of the things that's toxic about moving and and I respect the person on Facebook for the dilemma one of the things that's, that makes you not look forward to it is the people who were there before leave behind in the walls of the building they leave themselves behind their fights their disappointments their heartaches their thoughts their sex it's all there in the building and we do not pay uh, we, we we pay lip service to it and we what we do is we move in and hope that over a period of time, our energy becomes the, the, the occupancy. Oh, but, that's interesting. But cool. if you were talking to a, a Sherpa or a First Nation person from North America, or an, and, and, and to be honest with you, I don't understand the culture, but even an Australian Aboriginal person, they would not uh, leave that to chance. They would not leave it to chance. They would go in pre-occupancy and dance around the place. They would, don't light a fire, but they would set something alight, like an incense stick or a smudge stick or something, or a candle, and they would permeate the place with their energy and, and invite as, um, you know... It leads me to a funny story. I was driving... Hang on, before you do, wait. Hang on, hang on to your story. I just want to make one point there. Yeah. I think that it's also there's another flip to that yeah. is that if you like presumably that same logic that the relationship dramas the fights the stress the whatever it is in the house that you're in when you leave the house you're leaving a lot of that stuff behind step into a new place an <laughs> opportunity to start a fresh page that's exactly the story so this is you're 100 percent on the target there troy you guessed it uh, I, 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 I was with my partner in Melbourne and we, uh, this is a long time ago and we were in the Porsche and we went to someone's house for dinner and they were yoga teachers, really accomplished and they had kids and we had someone, we, we got in the car to drive home, we, we're about 
I don't know, a couple of kilometres down the road, she said, stop the car, stop the car. And I go, shit, something's gone really wrong. She said, get out, get out. And I go, what's wrong? And she opened her door and she, she screamed into the inside of the car, get out, get out, like this, screaming at the top of her lungs. And she goes, and we don't want you with us. Go back. And she's talking to a spook. <laughs> no, 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 it sounds funny. But we picked up somebody's energy or something's energy and put it in the car and it was with us. So she jumps out the car and she's going, get out, get out, get out. And we, we picked up a spook. We picked up a spook. And she... <laughs> I'm not joking, and she, she, I can't see it. She can, she can feel it. And then uh, the funny thing is, once she mentioned it, I went, strange enough, when we were driving along, I felt like a, something didn't feel right in the car. And her language to this was that there was a, um, an entity. And when we, when we have an argument or when we have a thing, it, it creates a, like a, a dent in the universe or it creates an entity. And I'm, I'm, I never discussed with her whether it was a dead person jumped in the car that I couldn't see or whether it was just a big argument the couple had had that created a little bubble of shit and, and we, it, 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 we just drew it with us into the car. But either way, she danced and jumped up and screamed at this thing and... and Get out, get out. We don't want you with us. We don't want... And we got back in the car and, whoa, air was as clean as a whistle. So I do think we underplay... <laughs> I would have freaked yeah. out. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I drove with the window down. Don't you worry about that. I was ready to jump out at whatever kilometres per hour we're doing. But the, at the end of the day, if you're talking to someone of First Nation heritage, you know, Sherpa... If you, you know, people are Tibetan or uh, Bhutanese people or even uh, people from the, the South India where I've lived, uh, uh, Indonesia, they will not have a trop, trouble talking about what we're just saying. Ghosts and spooks and that's one of the reasons they like candles, one of the reasons they have things at the front door, one of the reasons you take your shoes off. It's all about spooks and ghosts. And well, I tell you, I've been in, the, I've been in the, um, the, the church of the Holy Sepulchre in, um, in um, Jerusalem, oh. which is where sort of Jesus is said to, you know, have been laid to rest kind of thing. Oh. And my God, the energy in that room. Oh. So one of the things, Troy, about moving house, <coughs> which is the point we're talking about, you're going from one temple to another temple and you leave behind in that temple that you were in not only the love and the fun and the laughter and the joy but you leave behind the dark moments and if we were really doing the right thing we'd probably f smudge where we left to leave it clean for the others we we hire a cleaner and have it you know uh, we have an exit clean but we may also do an energy exit clean but if, and if they're Asian people, if they're Chinese, I guarantee they'll light a smudge stick when they move in. So when we move into a new place, one of the reasons that makes us feel that it's not safe, we're not looking forward to it, is because somewhere intuitively, somewhere in our DNA, somewhere in our being, we're all Indigenous. We're not just, you know, them and us. Everybody got an Indigenous origin. Everybody. Yeah. And somewhere deep inside us, we feel shit before we know shit. We feel it before we know it. And, and 
whether it's buying a car, you go, so it's just the perfect car, but something doesn't feel right. Or you're buying a, a cup, you know, a, a coffee, and you go, mm, tastes good, it feels like coffee, it smells like coffee, but something's wrong. And you really, 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 if you if you do what Chris Walker does, I take the lid off, pour it down the drain, put the lid back on and say, well, I wasn't meant to drink that one. Something doesn't feel right. Now, am I making it up? Yeah. Is it important? Yeah. Is it self-talk? Yeah. I want to look after myself and I want good energy and I'm going to make it up if I have to. I don't know the difference between making it up and being real, to be honest with you, Troy. I can't tell you. I don't know if there was a person in the back of the car when we stopped the Porsche and she, my, my partner, screamed at this thing to get out. But I do know the, the space felt really good after. I don't yeah, know. That's okay. I don't okay. know. I, and and I, I would certainly think that looking forward to cleansing a new environment and entering it sacred, like a temple, like that place in uh, Jerusalem you're talking about, like going into a church, you go in and you go, you know what? I'm going to spend two, three hours smudging this and making some music and just even if you scrub the walls with a scrubbing brush and get some marks off or clean the kitchen uh, because that's where it's hygiene and clean the bathroom yourself, you go, you know what? It's mine. It's ours. It's ours. This is us. And now we can traumatise this space with our new arguments and new stinks and new farts and new happiness and new music and new joy. I, 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 this is mine. And then it becomes safe. Mate, I reckon this is a this, this <laughs> terrific bit of advice. I've never in my life thought about doing that ever. But I think you're right. I think the bit about this that I love is not just the, the bigger picture or the smaller picture you're making of the idea of it, of actually you know cleaning the space, but creating this self-talk because I'm creating this special space for myself that I'm going to love and it's going to be amazing. And again, reinforcing that self-talk that I'm only going to give myself the best possible, safest environments to be in. And that's what this is now. I mean, that's, that's brilliant. I love it. That's smart. Man. A really full-on version of it, like a clever... And then, again, that the stuff that the, the Walker stuff that you talk about makes so much sense from that sort of... On one hand, because I know for so many hippie people, that's a pretty hippie story you're telling yourself, but you've got that sort of non-hippie element to it that makes you make sense. Like, yeah, even if it's bullshit, you're telling yourself a really good story. Well, look... What's the option? Which is as valuable. What does it have to be legit? What is it scientifically tested? That's the point here is what's the option? The option is to reluctantly move with some level of suspicion into a new home where you don't quite know how it's going to work out with a degree of attachment to where you used to be, where you can't be. And move across and bring all your dirty shit into the new place and start with a bag with all the baggage from where you left. No, there's no option. It's not like it's whether it's hippie shit or whether it's not hippie shit or whether it's uh, Sherpa culture or Tibetan culture or Bhutanese culture about spooks and ghosts and stories. Storytelling is the essence of life. That somebody said once, I think their word was the universe is not full of atoms, it's full of stories. And these stories, they're not random. That we, if, we, if we let things go to our true nature, our human nature, if we don't take control, we don't assert some control over it, it will go to the negative. 
it will it will go to wherever the wind blows and if someone walks past and says oh you're not moving there are you that's the end they're saying oh you're moving there are you in suspicious you go oh, that's the end you get blown by uh, like a leaf going down a street in the middle of autumn or you say you know what I know what makes human nature. It make, it's, it's, it's thought, it's food, it's energy, it's space, it's appearance, it's priorities, it's vision, and it's self-talk. And you know what? I'm going to assert, not aggressively, but I'm going to assert influence over those things so that it makes my life good, makes what I do good, even an expense report or even... <laughs> Even eating the grapefruit you don't always want every day. You say, these people are sacrificing something for my grapefruit. I'm going to love it in front of them. You, 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 we, we, we assert because it's good. And I think in moving house, the one thing we're just, it's not safe. It's, it's not safe. We're moving into a, a new house with new neighbours, with new environment, with new thing. Uh, and and we, then we just, all we can, if we leave it to to nature, gravity, it'll go, it was really good where I was and I really liked it. And you start thinking about how good it is where you are and then you start thinking about all the things that it isn't good where you're going and you've got to flip it. Mate, I was, I was watching this um, Billy Connolly who's my all-time favourite yeah. storyteller last night, um, an older one. I just I love him so much. Yeah. He, was, he was telling the story about how he's buying these crystals because his daughter was, you know, he's got three daughters and they wanted crystals, these mood things or whatever, and he doesn't bind any of it. He was sort of making fun of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious, you know, pick, picking apart tarot cards and he's really sticking it, but in a really charming, lovely way. But, you know, and he was saying, he was standing in the line to buy these mood rings and this lady came up and said, hey, can I ask you a question? He said, well, look, to be honest, what you mean is can I ask you two questions? You've already asked me one. <laughs> and then he carried on about it. Then he said, because um, he said he had long hair and big, long beard and the lady said, do you practice the arts? And he gave it a hard time for being the arts and yeah. swinging pendulums. And, and then he, he said out of the corner of this dusty part of his brain, you know, he wanted, his brain said no, but his, his face said yes. And so she said, um, do you practice the arts? And he, he said, uh, uh, yes. She said, oh, you know, what, what discipline? And he said, uh, uh, reading pools. <laughs> and she went, what do you mean, reading pools? He said, well, what I do is, you know, you know you've got the swimming pool and whatever leaves and stuff flow in there, he stands up on the roof, looks down in the pool and, and, and reads your fortune from that. And he, so he wears a welding mask and a big cape and stands on the roof and reads pools. <laughs> and she went, geez, you should put your business card up on the wall. It's fantastic. And went, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. You know, when he said I'll read pools, he's just like reading tea leaves, just, just much bigger. <laughs> He does a great uh, corporate keynote. Have you seen that one, the, the no. Billy Conley corporate keynote? So he puts up all these slides and, and, he, and he goes through the keynote and he goes, okay, here today, welcome. He says, I want more of this and I want less of that and I want double that and I want half of that. And he just every slide, every time he says something, a new slide with a new graph comes up and he says, and if you don't do it, you're fired. <laughs> Mate, he, I've loved him forever, but I'll tell you what, mate, oh, we, we did well with that. I mean, it, the, the question from Facebook, it does show you the beauty of these sort of practical examples. So if you've got a question out there um, and you're looking to ask someone with a bit of life experience, a bit of, you know, a bit of experience with ghosts in the car, that kind of thing, hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, send us through your questions. We love them. We absolutely love them. 
The quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions you ask. And if you can't find the answer, it's the wrong question. And in our world, mate, there's no wrong question. So if you have a thought, a question, an idea, you want some feedback, you want to bring it up as a topic on Change One Change All, send us through a direct message on on the Change One Change All Facebook page. Um, but also subscribe to us if you haven't. Leave a, a five-star review if you haven't, whether we're on Spotify or the iTunes podcast stuff or wherever you hear us. Um, we love you. We thank you for tuning in every week, sending your questions, sending us the feedback. We love it. So, Chris, as always, thanks for being here, mate. Uh, for all the listeners, we love you. Uh, stay safe. And we'll catch you again in another fortnight right here on Change One, Change All. Bye for now.